Hi, I'm Mark Bittman. Welcome to Food with me and Kate Bittman. As always, you can reach out to us at food at markbittman.com. Let us know your concerns, your questions, your answers, your suggestions, your criticisms, and we will periodically answer questions on air. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us, make comments, all the stuff that you do with podcasts. That's really helpful to us. And please also consider subscribing to our newsletter, The Bitman Project at bitmanproject.com or visit markbitman.com for all things related to what we do. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Did you join us? We hope you joined us for last week's episode, which was... Thanksgiving number one, this being Thanksgiving number two. We chatted about the holiday. We brought in some of our beloved past guests and talked about memories, traditions, and of course, cooking. We talked with Tom Colicchio, Stephen Satterfield, Sheldon Simeon, and Nigella Lawson. And today we have another great crew, Adrian Cheatham, Emily and Marvette Meggett, Senator Cory Booker, and a very, very special, very, very silly surprise. Listen while you're cooking. We started with the much-lauded chef, Adrian Cheatham, who finished in second place on season 15 of Top Chef and is the founder of Sunday Best, a pop-up series held in secret locations around Harlem. She coached Kate on how to make a tastier turkey and explained why she makes it her business to never cook on Thanksgiving. Hi, Adrian. Hello, Kate. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's great to see you. What were your Thanksgivings like growing up? Okay, Thanksgivings were super busy because my parents, we had to go to both sides of our family. So we would spend, oh, we had to go to three different houses because on my dad's side, we would go to his father's house and then we would go to his mother's house where his brothers and sisters and all my cousins were. And then we would go to my mother's dad's house. So we would make early, the earliest breakfast or the earliest lunch, we used to call it breakfast. But my my grandfather's wife, Grandma Emma, she made Thanksgiving dinner and they ate it like three or four. And then we would stop at his mom's house where all my aunts and uncles were and just kind of hang out. Um, we wouldn't have dinner there, but we might, you know, grab a bowl of like greens or a piece of cornbread or, you know, a roll, but we wouldn't really eat there because we would go up to the North side to my mom's side of the family and have like a full second Thanksgiving dinner there. 
And we would stay there late until like 10 o'clock at night. That's a long day. It was a lot. It was like marathon eating and driving across the city of Chicago from the south side to the north side. Oh, I love the Thanksgiving tour of Chicago. I feel like I used to just, I've only recently learned how to not eat until I feel sick on Thanksgiving. So that feels like a win. You can do that? Mm, I just, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like every year I was like, oh my God, this is awful. And I like somehow conjured up the memory of how crappy I felt. And so last year I was like, okay, I'm going to save myself for the things that I really like. And this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I think the turkey with gravy is one of my favorite, is like my favorite thing because my mom is really good at making turkey. Oh, wow. But no one really likes the turkey. No, I mean, like I like to get a slice of like leg or thigh meat, but that's like, I like the turkey gravy. <laughs> oh my, I love the gravy. And it's dark meat is like the only way to go. Like I, yeah. I feel like white meat is kind of mm. just gets so dry. It's just like a big hunk of meat, like just a big dry hunk of like flesh that just doesn't get any seasoning inside of it. I know. I'm really nervous. I'm making my first turkey this year. Oh, nice. I don't know. I just, how do you? What you're saying is exactly why I'm freaked out. Like all of the pe- all of the parts cook differently and take different times. So my dad actually talked to Tom Colicchio about how he makes his turkey. And I think I'm gonna try it the way he makes it. It's like a slow do a slow cook. Like okay. they put it in the oven for like a long time at a very low temperature. Yeah, that makes sense. And then if you season like season the meat a couple of days ahead, the salt will start to like work its way in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's who has the space to like brine, not me. So if you season like a couple of days ahead, put some aromatics inside, it'll start to pick up that seasoning. That's a very good tip. And you know what? You could put a compound butter under the skin on top of the breast so that it also gets a little more flavor penetrating the meat while it's cooking. Oh my gosh. I'm going to use your tip and his tip. And I feel like I might not mess it up if I do both those things. But there's always takeout. You're going to crush it. I mean... (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Do you have any fun memories or um, anything weird that's happened over the years? Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, weird things were always like... You know, my, my parents both come from really large families. Like my mother had, she's one of 12 and my father's somewhere around there too. So there's always a fight. Like somebody's always going to get into an argument on Thanksgiving. It could be over, you didn't pass the gravy. It could be over, you didn't give me a roll or you didn't give my kid a Christmas gift last year and you got them <laughs> in the grab bag. You know, it's like, it could be any little stupid thing. But somebody always would get into an argument, but nothing weird. I mean, my grandfather had this wall of Encyclopedia Britannica and whenever the adults, and he also had that massive dictionary. So whenever any of the adults were having a conversation and the kids were like, what does that mean? They're like, go look it up. So we're like, (laughs) just tell me. So by the time you figure out what they were talking about, the conversation has passed on to like... 12 different things by then. But I just remember that massive dictionary in the corner or the wall of Encyclopedia Britannica and having to look things up constantly to the point that I was like, I don't even care what you're saying anymore. I don't want to know. You would just know not to ask questions anymore. (laughs) 
So he, that's what he trained you to do. He didn't train you to yeah. learn. He trained you to not ask questions. <laughs> or just try to pick up on context clues. <laughs> so since you're such a good cook, is everyone always like, oh, okay, Adrian's going to host? Like, do you have all that pressure on you now? Luckily, I let them know that I don't do Thanksgiving. You don't? Like, oh my gosh. Because, well, I cook so much. Like, I cook so much. And Thanksgiving requires a couple of days or at least a day ahead of prep. And I'm usually working or doing something that I can't be at home prepping before Thanksgiving. So unless they want me to order takeout, they do not depend on me for Thanksgiving. They're, oh. they're smart enough to know that like, I'll bring something, but I'm not hosting. I don't host. I love that boundary. I don't know, but other people are excited to host and like, I'm excited to go to other people's houses. I'm like, I'll bring champagne or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, bourbon, something. But <laughs> so you won't cook, you won't even cook to bring, you won't even bring something cooked. If somebody asks me to, like, I'll bring a side or a dessert or something like that. I prefer to just show up with alcohol. It's kind <laughs> of my <laughs> same <laughs> flowers, flowers for the host and champagne or wine or something like that. But I try not to just because, like, I literally am cooking almost every day or writing, or doing something related to food. So it's hard to kind of like pull back and physically make something. It's nice to kind of like have a day off. So I told you what my favorite thing to eat is because it's, I think it's weird. But um, what what are your favorite things? Everybody's got a favorite thing. Honestly, on well, it's almost year round. But on Thanksgiving, my favorite thing to eat is collard greens. It's literally like ever since I was a kid and we were at my grandfather's house, Grandpa Jack, and everybody had to go around the table and say what they were thankful for. And I was like, I don't know, maybe eight, somewhere between seven and nine. And they asked and I was like, everybody's talking about family and my parents and this and that. And they got to me and I was like, I'm thankful for the collard greens. And (laughs) I, I was, I mean, my grandma Emma made like amazing collard greens. My Aunt Cookie makes gray collard greens. And most of the year, I don't eat slow braised and stewed collard greens. I eat like a collard salad or like roasted crispy or stuffed collard leaves or something. But it's rare that I'm eating like traditional old school, like stewed collard greens. So on Thanksgiving, I'm like, give me a huge bowl and a piece of cornbread to like soak up all the juice. That's like my favorite. They're so good. So good. What kind of pie or dessert? This is always controversial in my family because I have an aunt who will go to, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but in the Midwest, there's a place called Baker Square. Mm -mm. It's like an old school. I don't know if it's like Dutch, like Pennsylvania Dutch or what it is. But either way, there's this like place called Baker Square and they sell some savory food too, but people go and buy whole pies. Like they have a huge pie counter. And Every year, my aunt would literally buy one of like every single pie, mincemeat, chocolate, silk, like all these pies. Like literally, I just want a slice of sweet potato pie. And Baker Square never sold sweet potato pie, or at least not a good one. I feel like you and I would have the per if we just the two of us did Thanksgiving together, we would have the perfect meal. It would be turkey and gravy, just the dark meat, collards, and a sweet potato pie. Yeah. That's all we would need. Extra gravy. And like Parker House rolls. Oh, yeah. And mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, see, I don't really <laughs> like mashed potatoes. I know. It's, I, I know. I know. 
I only like potatoes in a crispy form. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Even it's, with like the Robichon style with lots of like butter. It's just, I would just rather I would mash sweet potatoes. That, that I love. Okay. Sweet so potatoes I love. Yes. So we could do like <laughs> half and half, but we would have like the perfect and lots of alcohol. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We'd have pre-martinis before we meet up. And yes. then when we get there, we would have champagne and then move into wine. And then after our delicious dinner, Kate, we would have a little bourbon. Yes. That sounds perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. No, so thank much fun. You. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Your turkey is going to be so freaking awesome. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Next up, we've got Emily Meggett, also known as the mother of Adisto Island, and her daughter, Marvette Meggett. Kate talked to them about a number of Thanksgiving-y things, including how incredibly picky Marvette was as a child, and how her mom always made food special for her. What a mom. Miss Emily, what were your Thanksgivings like as a kid, and what are they like now? What does the holiday mean to you? Back in the days, our Thanksgiving was of love, fear, caring. But um, it's a little different now because things are, are more plentiful. But back then, things were plentiful back then too. But it seems to me like it was like all the elderly people was taking care like the children, because the children, some of the children didn't cook. But now it's more plentiful now. This is her daughter Marvette. So now we normally have a big get together for Thanksgiving where all of her children, the grandchildren their children and family, friends, everyone come over. So now we kind of rent a, a beach house where everybody can come over and just gather so they can be around her during the holidays. And there's just lots of food. Mommy, you want to tell her how what kind of food you normally have during Thanksgiving now? What do you have? Well, now um, we most have ham. Turkey, chicken, fry, and bake. And um, lots of vegetables, cause beans, corn, you name it. Got it, red rice, Poppin' John. Later on in the afternoon, we have um, big crab oil, free spread out, and 
everybody get a summer food with your hand. If you don't get a summer food using your hand, then you got to go to bed hungry. <laughs> who's um who's gonna cook this year marvette do you cook <laughs> no marvette will not be cooking <laughs> everybody everybody else except marvette but um i do the so, yeah um so this thanksgiving since it's close to her birthday as well we'll have thanksgiving like we said on the beach all the family is there. My sisters, they're the one that do all of the cooking. And if they invite people over and they want to bring something, we just have a, a spread of everything that you could name. It's there. Do you want to tell us about some of your favorite Thanksgiving dishes that your mom made when you were growing up? Oh, um, when I was growing up, you probably don't want my answer. I was very picky. So <laughs> my mom would kind of set certain things aside for me that she know that I would eat. I'm the one, not a good question for me, the youngest one, don't <laughs> eat pork. So she would fix something that doesn't have any pork in it for me, which would be the um, okra soup. She'll make it without pork or red rice. I know that's the low country staple here. I don't eat the red rice. I don't eat peas and rice or hot and john, whatever they call it. But they make she makes all of those kinds of dishes, but if she knows that I don't eat it, she'll put mine to the side with like you know this is for our vet, you know a, a specialty. I will eat the greens, but I don't want the the pork and all that kind of stuff in it. So, but I like pretty much everything. And I'm big on casseroles, so I love the squash casserole. I like the crab casserole and stuff like that. So, um, but those anything during the holidays just makes the house smells like the holidays and you know you're going to have people to come by and everybody's going to have something special that they want and that's kind of what she did for people that she knew that did not eat this or don't eat that and she'll just make something special for the ones that don't like whatever so that has always been my holiday in growing up I can't believe your mom made special dishes for you. I, yeah. I, I don't have the patience. My son is so picky and I don't have the patience for it. She, she, she did it. She did it. And everybody knew this smaller pot is from our because She don't eat this and she don't eat that. So here's her. So, and that, and that's what she did. And, and if she knew that, you know, someone was coming home and whatever their favorite dish is, that's what she would prepare to make sure that they have exactly what they wanted, what's special to them. But this Thanksgiving will be a big feast again, you know, with family and friends and stuff like that. So we look forward to it. Miss Emily, are you cooking anything this year? Yes, I'm for cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you passing the torch to? Because it's not Marvette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, she's already passed that. My sisters and them, they they've taken over. Yeah. You can ask Gretchen yes, as a witness. <laughs> and there's always a lot of good sports. Oh, oh my God! You can see the football team. Yeah. So they they've done that just recently, and yeah. they'll be doing it again. And and the one person says, you know, so much food you could feel that 
you know, Miss Emily was there, although she wasn't there in person, you could feel her there in spirit with just the food that they had prepared. And everything she taught. And everything that, yeah, she taught my sister. It's her lesson. So it's there. I mean, from what I've heard about Miss Emily, it just sounds like there were always people in the house. She was always feeding someone. So I'm sure that the way that she's cooked over the years has influenced so many people who now cook in that style. And I'm sure that none of them cook as as good as she does. (laughs) It may not be the same, but it's still good. This is wonderful. Thank you. Uh I appreciate all of your time. Near and dear to my heart, we've now got Senator Cory Booker, who was a recent guest on Food and who we're lucky enough to have back for this special episode. The Senator, charming as ever, loves Thanksgiving and nowadays spends it in Vegas with his mom. Here he is. Hey, man. Hey. Nice to see you. It's good to see you, too. Did you see these questions or I'll just run them by you? I didn't. I purposely didn't look at them. Okay, but it's just like this. What did you do for Thanksgiving as a kid? But especially, I don't really want to hear about the turkey unless you like deep fried it or something. I want to hear like, like Tom Colicchio just said to me, oh, my mother served lasagna as an appetizer, which I thought was like (laughs) hilarious. What are you doing this year? And what's the holiday mean to you? So my favorite part of Thanksgiving was, I have to say, a family and food, the two Fs uh, and it really was a chance to get together often with extended family, cousins, and it was just a, a riot, fun. And especially in the older years when I got to college and graduate school, it's often the only time of the year besides uh, Christmas that I'd get to get that kind of time and attention. And then my mother and grandmother made epic foods that still to this day make my mouth water just thinking about them. And my favorite of all was cornbread stuffing. It, mm. it, it just was I used to make my mom, you know, she'd ask me, what do you want for your birthday? I would start asking for this Thanksgiving ritual uh, for other meals because it was just so wonderful. But my mom's mac and cheese was amazing. Mm. Um, even the, the way she makes vegetables to this day uh, are very special to me. So I don't know that fusion between family and food for me was uh, it's just so in, in my ingrained in my brain now that I could just rest and meditate there and feel such joy and gratitude. That's great. And what are you doing this year? You you know, it's still the family. Uh, My mom, it lives in Vegas. So my dream is to just get out there and spend as much quality time with my mother. My aunt and uncle uh, are there too. So it's not as big of a family gathering that now seems to have migrated more towards Christmas. But seeing my mom now, especially with the passing of my dad, makes me savor every moment with her. Um, and uh, she has to deal with me now having, you know, a, a, a little camera. So I love to record her because <laughs> yeah. I think how precious every moment I have with this incredible woman born in 1939 is. I, I stopped asking her a few years ago to make me cornbread stuffing, uh, knowing that, you know, she's getting older and I want to now treat her as best I can. So sometimes I take her out. Sometimes I eat in her senior center. But it's great. Uh, I'm sort of speechless. There's about eight different things I could say. I'm not going to say any of them, except you're awesome. I love you. It was awesome spending time with you last week. I want to say that. And or two weeks ago, whenever it was. And um, I I hope we can do it again after the election. I would like that. I I don't want you to think I'm talking about you behind your back. But I found myself sharing uh, a lot of the moments of sweet, what I consider sweetness that we shared. And you just have such a remarkable life, I have to say. And 
I love how candid you are, unvarnished you are. And there's some wisdom, there's wisdom in being unapologetically who you are and not afraid to share your bumps and wounds and flaws. So I, I appreciate it. You know, as long as we're loving each other, for a senator, you're really quite amazing. Not that I've known that many, but it's like not your persona particularly. So, well, excuse my language because I'm about to curse, but it's the truth. This is the honesty. I was standing in Madison Square Garden watching Billy Joel. I said, that motherfucker <laughs> should be here. He would have fun would, if he was here. I would not have had fun. <laughs> but you would have had fun. I am telling you right now. Well, maybe if I maybe if I'd had enough to drink beforehand. I don't know. <laughs> I promised that I'm delivering. We've got a unique Thanksgiving message for you to finish off our Thanksgiving chats. This monster was one of our early guests, and we're thrilled to have him back. It's Gonger, who you can now see on Sesame Street's 53rd season, available on Cartoonito on HBO Max. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Mark! Oh, it's Ganga from Sesame Street! Now listen, I'm in the middle of cooking Thanksgiving dinner at Hooper's store for all of my friends! <laughs> Cookie Monster's even helping me! Oh, hey, hey, Cookie Monster, no! Don't eat the squash cookies! Those are for dessert! <sighs> Why'd you always do this to me? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I'll make some more. <laughs> oh, Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, sorry about that, Mark. There's going to be lots of yummy food for dinner. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to have cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts, mashed potatoes. Oh, and those cute little baby corns. <laughs> and don't forget the pumpkin pie, pumpkin stuffing, pumpkin soup, pumpkin pudding, and roast pumpkin. Oh, Pumpkin is a very versatile ingredient. <laughs> you should come over, Mark. We're going to have lots of food and so much fun. Ugh, I am so thankful that I get to spend Thanksgiving with all of my friends and my grandma mama. She's visiting from England this year. Oh, she can't wait to meet Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, and Oscar, too. <laughs> she wants to give Oscar a big hug. I don't think she understands that he's a grouch. <laughs> Oh, I have so much to be thankful for this year. I'm thankful for citrus juices, uh, farmer's markets, cutting boards, oh, and Alan's secret zucchini bread recipe. <laughs> the special ingredient is applesauce. Oh, don't tell anybody, Mark. <laughs> but you want to know one thing I am not thankful for? All of these dishes! Whoa, this is a messy, messy kitchen! <laughs> oh, Cookie Monster, you wash, I'll dry! Oh, have a great Thanksgiving, Mark. Oh, and remember, I love you, oh, and Cookie Monster does too. <laughs> Bye! Hey, Cookie, no! Don't eat the sponge! That's not a cookie! Oh! Well, a thanks to our terrific guests, Adrian Cheatham, Emily and Marvette Meggett, Senator Cory Booker Gonger, and as always to my co-host Kate Bittman, who also produces our show, and our engineer Davis Lloyd. If you're celebrating, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving jam-packed with the things you love the most. Love from all of us. And we'll see you next week when we're back to our normal show, when we will have somebody amazing. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.